0: Here it is!
1: From deep inside your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, but when I want to investigate something thoroughly and fully, I send a tank. You know, just in case. Because a a, a tracked vehicle couldn't... This is news of AFPAC. Actually, Doctors Without Borders said this weekend that uh, a U.S. tank entered the grounds of that hospital that U.S. aircraft destroyed in Kunduz last week. The group said in a statement, the group being Doctors Without Borders, that the vehicle was carrying a team from a joint investigation, U.S., NATO, and Afghan government, that's the joint, into why the aircraft fired in the hospital, killing at least 22 staff and patients. So of course you send a tank to investigate. Quote, their unannounced and forced entry damaged property destroyed potential evidence and caused stress and fear for the Doctors Without Borders team. It also said members of the investigation team had previously agreed to notify Doctors Without Borders before taking steps that involved the group's personnel or assets. A spokesperson for NATO's Resolute Support mission to Afghanistan did not immediately confirm or deny the report. But the spokesman was sitting in a tank. So, And hey, what about our freedom-loving friends in Saudi Arabia? It's threatening its citizens with the death penalty, and you know how they do that, the old-fashioned way, beheading and then crucifixion, just just to nail it, well, yeah, just to nail it in, uh, for spreading, that's the, the penalty for spreading rumors about the government on social media. Well, you got to. Otherwise, an anonymous source within the Ministry of Justice told the state-run Maka newspaper that only the worst rumor mongers will be sentenced to death. Lesser offenders of the new policy will be flogged, imprisoned, and banned from social media. Flogging is not that. Although the source is not mentioned by name, it should not be assumed the details of the column are any less credible. Uh, Reprieve, a human rights organization located in Britain, says that makah's allegiance to the Saudi government is such the claim should be considered legitimate. The inside source went on to state that social media websites, quote, quote cause confusion in societies. Unquote. "our freedom loving friends in Saudi Arabia the bees the bees would like their freedom ladies and gentlemen but nicotinoids to the rescue to prevent the bees from getting free New- 2 nicotine like pesticides negatively affect the reproduction of honey bee queens this may be The secret to the whole thing, this is according to a Swiss-led team of scientists. They say the findings strengthen calls for more thorough environmental risk assessments of neonics to protect bees and other beneficial organisms. Are there any, really? They all seem out to get us. Throughout the Northern Hemisphere, beekeepers have been struggling to maintain adequate numbers of honeybee colonies for crop pollination and honey production due to dramatic increases in colony deaths each year. So that would raise the question, what's happening in the Southern Hemisphere? No bees? No bee die-offs? No neonics? There's no southern hemisphere? Alongside introduced parasites, it's believed that agricultural chemicals may play a role in these issues of colony death disorder. A re- research team from the Institute of Bee Health at the University of Bern recently demonstrated an article in the Open Access Journal Scientific Reports that honeybee queens are extremely vulnerable to neonicotinoid pesticides, specifically thiamethoxam, and clothianidim. Holy mackerel! It could kill a queen bee just to try to pronounce them. Neonicotinoids are neuroactive insecticides, chemically similar to nicotine, so they should be enjoying themselves. Europe governments, in a couple of years ago, partially restricted the use of so such pesticides joined by the Canadian province of Ontario. The observation that honeybee queens are highly vulnerable to these common pesticides is worrying, but not su- surprising, says a, an author from Agriscope. Beekeepers frequently cite poor queen health as a major cause of colony death each year, he says. The study shows profound effects on queen physiology, anatomy, and overall reproductive pro- uh, success. The queen, as the sole egg layer, And the primary source of colony cohesion is the most important individual in the colony. Without her, the colony will eventually fail to function. That's why they call her the queen. Although, I don't think the bees do. I don't think the bees have the Q word. And, finally, before we get to the show... I mean, this is the show, but you know what I mean. We're not number one. For the first time, ladies and gentlemen, there are now more billionaires in China than in the United States. So let's officially give up, shall we? The country, China, boasts 596 billionaires, up 242 from last year, adding an astonishing five new billionaires each week. Must be doing something, right? This is according to the 2015 Hurun Rich List. There are only 537 billionaires in the United States. Almost 60 fewer billionaires in this country. The gap between the two countries' billionaires increases even more when greater China, which includes Hong Kong, Taiwan, oh really, and Macau are added in. That brings the total to 715. Well, why don't you include Guam in our total? Hey, China's new wealthiest resident is 61-year-old Wang Jianlin, chairman of the real estate developer. He beat out the previous title holder, 51-year-old Jack Ma, founder of Alibaba. That's the search engine. Wang more than doubled his wealth this year to $34 billion. Should change his name to Bang. Six top earners on the list are self-made billionaires in their 30s. The billionaire census, ladies and gentlemen, just one more way. We're not number one, but we're still. Hello, welcome to the show.
2: out, though. Have I gone and done Makes my troubles Double with his worries When surely I ain't deserving of none Yes, now moanin' low I love him so Though he's mean as can be He's the kind of a man He's the kind of a woman Like I love you.
1: Of America from the home of the homeless. I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, news from outside the bubble. Speaking of bubbles, water is a big part of this story. It's from the Guardian newspaper in London, which is outside the bubble for most of us. At least a dozen more people were subjected to waterboard like tactics in CIA custody than the agency has so far admitted. This is according to a fresh accounting of the U.S. government's most famous form of torture. The CIA maintains it only subjected three detainees to waterboarding, but agency interrogators had subjected at least a dozen dozen others to a similar technique known as water dousing that also created a drowning sensation or chilled a person's body temperature, sometimes through immersion in water and often without the use of a board. All water, no board. New lawsuits, recently released documents in the Senate's landmark torture report indicates that at least 13 men in total experienced water dousing. Those familiar with their cases and an interrogator cited in the Senate report consider water dousing's departure from waterboarding to be, quote, a distinction without a difference. Well, that's okay unless you're in the board business. You sell less boards. Water dousing did add an element of hypothermia. Some detainees reported their CIA captors dousing them with, quote, cold or refrigerated, unquote, water, then wrapping them in similarly frigid sheets of plastic to keep their body temperatures low. CIA cable records often describe the detainees as naked after the water dousing. According to the Senate reports, Lawyers for some of the detainees said they were prevented by classification rules from discussing the treatment of their clients, a limitation they said helps the CIA in continuing to define waterboarding narrowly. Even beyond the dowsings, there's some evidence to suggest the CIA performed more waterboardings than it is thus far admitted. You'd think they'd be proud of them. I would. The uh, official account is complicated by internal CIA documentation cited by the Intelligence C- Committee. A CIA interrogator cited by the committee said the dousing, quote, can approach the effect of the waterboard, unquote. Some cases the committee found indicate that agency interrogators even performed the dousing on a waterboard. According to recently released documents and lawsuits, five detainees were not strapped to a board for dousing during their interrogations. And additionally, accounts from the Intelligence Committee's two thousand fourteen report indicate another seven men were subjected to the dousing. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed accounts for the thirteenth known case of water treatment. Two interrogators stated to the CIA's inspector general that one of them, one of the detainees, cried out for God as the dousing occurred. McClatchy newspapers, before they shut down their foreign bureaus, noted the discrepancy between the dousing described in the report and the agency's waterboarding claims in December. Now, with more information about the dousing released detainee attorneys cast new doubt on the depiction of relatively limited waterboarding provided by the cia says one air force major michael schwartz a military lawyer for bin atash who faces a military tribunal for the 9-11 attacks i do know if i were allowed to tell you about the specifics of mr bin atash's torture, you would laugh the next time you heard the government try to minimize its wrongdoing by drawing a distinction between waterboarding and other forms of water torture. Is there a distinction for purposes of discussing victim impact? Medically, yes. Is there a distinction for purposes of discussing the lawfulness of the CIA's conduct? No. Unquote. The Air Force Major, who's representing a detainee. Interview notes with CIA detainee turned Cooperating war crimes, tribunal witness Majid Khan released in June record his claim that CIA interrogators held his head repeatedly underwater, causing him to believe, as with waterboarding, that he would drown. He claims he was suspended from a wooden beam and submerged into a tub of ice water and also that his captors doused his nose and mouth with water and ice from a bucket. A high degree of skepticism is appropriate about what the CIA says about what happened in its torture program says another attorney for a detainee. The um, the issue of hypothermia arises because the only detainee known to have died while in CIA, CIA custody died in a secret site in Afghanistan from hypothermia. His uh, dousing was referred to in uh, by a cia linguist quoted in an agency inspector general study Uh, his treatment was uh, depicted by the cia linguist as quote a shower it was intended to lower the detainees resistance and was not for hygienic reasons While there's been comparatively little attention paid to the water dousing, the few accounts that exist describe it as similar to waterboarding. These are bolstered by other noun-dousing indications that waterboarding itself went further than the CIA has so far admitted. In a case that the Senate committee said approximated waterboarding, well, that would be approximate torture, wouldn't it? I approximately confess, then. A CIA linguist told the agency inspector general that when water dousing was used on one of the detainees, Abu Hazim, a cloth covered his face and the CIA officer poured cold water directly on his face to disrupt his breathing. When he turned blue, the physician's assistant removed the cloth so that he could breathe. The inspector general said he couldn't find evidence corroborating that claim. Or corroborating what the color blue might be. According to the Senate Intelligence Committee's report last year. An interrogator cited by the committee expressed doubts that water dousing was functionally different from waterboarding. If one is held down on his back, on the table or on the floor with water poured on his face, I think it goes beyond dousing and the effect to the recipient could be indistinguishable from the waterboard, said a CIA interrogator. The detainees were often held down naked on a tarp on the floor with a tarp pulled up around them in fo- to form a makeshift tub while cold or refrigerated water was poured on them at the black site in Afghanistan, according to the Senate committee report. No waterboarding is confirmed to have taken place at the Afghanistan site, which I guess means a lumber shortage. I don't know what it means. The CIA did not ask the Justice Department for approval to use water dousing until summer 2004, two years after the torture program began, The description of the technique provided to Justice Department attorneys, quote, made no mention of cold water immersion, which was used on CIA detainees and taught in CIA interrogator training. That, according to the Senate report. It classified the CIA, in its uh, response to the Senate report, classified dousing as the most coercive of the standard interrogation techniques in use until early 2004, after which the agency... Classified it as an enhanced technique. See, see, see how how much influence Richard Cheney had on the whole thing. It went from coercive to enhanced. CIA officials didn't address questions from the Guardian as to why the agency considers the difference between waterboarding and water dousing to be substantive. Of course, they wouldn't either confirm or deny that anything happened because it's the CIA. But the uh, response to the Senate Committee on Intelligence report acknowledges that the program had shortcomings and the agency made mistakes, according to the CIA spokesman. The most serious problems, he said, Dean Boyd, if you're keeping notes on who works at the CIA, the most serious problems occurred early on and stemmed from the fact that the agency was unprepared and lacked the core competencies required to undertake an unprecedented program of detaining and interrogating suspected terrorists around the world. In carrying out that program, CIA did not always live up to the high standards that we set ourselves and that the American people expect of us. CIA has learned from those mistakes and has taken numerous corrective actions over the years. Unquote. What? Getting the board at a better slant? Warming up the water? What? Less porous cloths over the mouth and nose? We have no idea. News from outside the bubble. Ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. You know, in an age of technological change... Sometimes you just got to go old school. Uh, ask the United States Navy. Navigating a warship by the stars instead of GPS is making a comeback. According to governmentexecutive.com, the Naval Academy stopped teaching celestial navigation in the late 1990s, deeming it irrelevant in an era where satellites can relay a ship's location with remarkable ease and precision. But satellites and GPS are vulnerable to cyber attack. And the tools of yesteryear sextants, nautical almanacs are not. So with that in mind, the Academy is reinstating celestial navigation in its curriculum. Wooden boxes with decades-old instruments are being dusted off and open. Students will once again learn to chart a course by measuring the angles of the stars. Rebuilding its program, the Navy is getting help from the Merchant Marine Academy, which never stopped teaching celestial navigation. Once a merchant marine, always a merchant marine John McCain's ticked off about the another military program in addition to the f thirty five that we've talked about on this broadcast. the navy's new aircraft carrier program he says it's four point seven dollar billion cost overrun threatens to undermine the Navy's aircraft carrier legacy. We simply cannot afford to pay $12.9 billion for a single ship, said McCain. At least, but that's what it looks like we're going to be doing, according to The Hill. The program was first conceived in 2002 as a way to replace the Navy's existing fleet of 1970s-era Nimitz-class carriers. When Congress approved the first ship in 2007, it was supposed to be ready this year and cost $10 billion. The first ship is not now expected to be ready until May of next year and it'll cost 12.9 billion. As for the second ship, it's expected to be ready in 2019 originally and cost 9.2. It's now going to be done in 2024 and cost 11.4. Well, it'll be a little cheaper than the first one. They learn as they earn. The Navy has said time and cost increases are a result of technology and design issues when the contract was awarded. McCain says the overrun is symptomatic of a larger problem. Maybe if the uh, guys on the aircraft carrier navigate by by the stars, it could be cheaper. We'll see. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Apologies
3: of the Week. Yes, yes
1: I got a little excited. Atlanta-born rapper T.I. told a radio Interviewer: He wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton or any other female presidential candidate because, quote, the world ain't ready, unquote, for the supposed mess that such a situation would lead to. He then promptly backtracked on Twitter, noting his remarks were, quote, unequivocally insensitive and wrong. Every other position that exists, I think a woman could do well, he said, but the president, it's kind of like, I just know that women make rash decisions emotionally. And then later, it's kind of like it didn't happen or they didn't mean for it to happen. I sure would hate for her to just set off a nuke. The world ain't ready yet. I think you might be able to get the Loch Ness Monster elected before you could... A woman. It's not right, but I'm just saying I don't think. My comments about women running for president were unequivocally in- insensitive and wrong. I sincerely apologize for everyone I offended. How about the ones you didn't offend? You aren't sorry for u- to us? We have feelings, too. We just don't express them or have them. The Pinecrest Police Department near Miami has launched an investigation into a South Florida high school baseball coach who was fired for allegedly sending sexually explicit video to his players at Gulliver Prep. The coach says it was all a big mistake. I mistakenly sent the wrong text to the wrong group, and I immediately told them, Guys, I apologize. This was not meant for you guys. Please erase and delete. I immediately called the team captains and told them, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to send this text, said Javier Rodriguez just after the police department launched its investigation he was fired after the school administration at Gulliver Prep confirmed he had texted inappropriate electronic communication concerning or linking to a brief sexually explicit video during the season he did admit the video did have explicit material but doesn't remember exactly what it was it's a long time ago It was in December I guess it wasn't that explicit Wow It was a lady that was there that was pretty and she was going to take her shirt off but she never ended up taking her shirt off but it turned into a few men that were there and that's pretty much the extent of the video. Unquote. So he did remember it. He did admit it was a mistake. Kids shouldn't probably be watching that video but then again I made a mistake. I sent the text to the wrong group chat. He'd been the head coach at Gulliver for eight years. My family and everyone around me has really suffered because the way it was handled. My character has been diminished to nothing. People send the wrong texts to the wrong people all the time fox news is sorry or neil cavuto at least of fox news he's an anchor there In case you don't have much awareness of fox news he apologized for the frequent guest booking of wayne simmons simmons was arrested this week for fraud federal authorities took simmons into custody for lying about having worked for the cia for nearly thirty years and then using that lie to get government security clearances over the years he made appearances on cavuto's show as well as on fox and friends being introduced as a former cia operative Says Cavuto, if it's it's true that all our due diligence and vetting on Mr. Simmons missed this, that's on me and only me. And you as viewers have little reason to be comforted by the excuse that Mr. Simmons might, and I stress, might have fooled many others, including Donald Rumsfeld. (laughs) Yeah, might. But the responsibility to check out who comes on this show ultimately lies with me. I'm in charge of it, and I decide who comes on it. If in so doing I wasn't thorough enough or followed up enough, I apologize. You have a right to expect guests who appear here are who they say they are. It's a rare slip-up, but it's a very big slip-up. And I will make doubly sure something like this never happens again. Unquote Neil Cavuto. Deadline San Jose. Shoppers at a Target store in San Jose stopped in their tracks Wednesday morning when a sexually explicit recording began blaring over the store's public address system. Chris Miner, who was shopping at the store, said the material was X-rated and had profanities. He recorded the incident on his phone. Miner said the store then apologized over the PA system, and then the explicit recording started again. Target issued a statement saying they're actively reviewing the situation with the team to better understand what happened and to ensure it doesn't happen again. A manager also apologized personally to Miner, but he said Target should have more safeguards. That's too egregious of an event to have people experience, especially irregular shoppers, unquote Miner. A similar incident reportedly took place at a Target store in San Luis Obispo in July. Surely you don't mean in July. No one in their right mind would say in July. Hardee's has reportedly apologized to a police officer in Malacca, Minnesota. The officer says a cook refused to make any food for her because she's a cop. This is happening more and more. This is a thing this year. It allegedly happened on Tuesday. Jackie Minks, an officer with the Malacca Police Department, wrote it on her Facebook page. A cook refused to make food for me today because she doesn't like cops. When I talked to the manager about it, she dismissed it as silly and said she wasn't going to do anything with the employee. I asked for the phone number of her general manager. She said she didn't have it. I asked for the phone number for the headquarters of Hardee's. She told me to look it up at Hardee's.com. Hardee's has not publicly commented, but several posters on Facebook claim a company official apologized when they complained. One said the employee has been fired. Officer Minx now says the company has apologized to her directly. ...and wants to make it known to all law enforcement officers... ...that this kind of discrimination will not be tolerated at their stores. Cop can't get glop. Deadline Chicago. Mayor Emanuel's... That's former chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, chief of staff to uh, President Obama. His handpicked former school CEO pleaded guilty in federal court this week... admitting her role in a brazen kickback scheme... Barbara Bird Bennett is her name. She addressed reporters in the lobby of the courthouse after the hearing. My message is for the children and the families of the children of Chicago Public Schools. I'm terribly sorry and apologize to them. They deserved much more, much more than I gave to them, Unquote. She said little except to answer the judge's questions during the hearing. Uh, prosecutors have agreed to drop 19 counts of her indictment. Uh, although there will be one that she pleads guilty to, and that sentence would be roughly seven and a half years of prison. Wire fraud, which carries a maximum penalty of 20 years. She uh, took responsibility for putting her own gain ahead of what was in the best interest of the children she pledged to serve, said a spokesperson for the mayor. The kickback scheme scheme was allegedly designed to steer contracts to her former employer, a firm that landed some $23 million in no-bid deals to train Chicago school principals. Twenty mail fraud and wire fraud counts in a 43-page grand jury indictment. I'll bet you, sorry. Pope Francis has issued an unexpected public apology for scandals, quote, either in Rome or in the Vatican, unquote. Get that man a GPS or some celestial navigation gear. The Catholic leader did not refer to any particular events, but reports suggest it was an apparent reference to a Polish priest who was relieved of his Vatican duties. That is to say, fired after announcing he was in a same sex relationship. Quote, I would like to ask for forgiveness in the name of the church for the scandals that have happened in this last period, both in Rome and at the Vatican, said the pope. I ask you for forgiveness. His followers that were gathered there applauded him for his remarks. Dayline Arvada, maybe Arveda, Colorado, or Colorado. Two employees were fired from a Wendy's after they wrote a racist note on an African-American child's kids' meal toy. The note featured the N-word as well as other derogatory sayings. I had to explain to my child what the N-word means. She's never heard that before, said the mom. It's unclear why the employees wrote the note. Wendy's said it acted quickly and terminated their, their employment. Our core values as a brand center around treating people with respect. And we've taken this situation very seriously, said the Wendy's apology. I thought the core values involved serving up food. We've also reached out and have formally apologized to the customer. The two employees who were involved are no longer employed by Wendy's. Wendy's apologized to the family. The family said it won't accept it until their children Or formerly apologized to as well. And Jeffrey Marcy, an acclaimed astronomist and leader in the hunt for planets around other stars, has been found guilty of violating the sexual harassment policies of UC Berkeley. In June, the university concluded he had engaged in inappropriate behavior with students, including groping, kissing, and touching or massaging them. Because of the confidential nature of such investigations, Dr. Marcy's colleagues at Berkeley, which has been shaken by discrimination lawsuits recently, did not know of the investigation until this week when BuzzFeed broke the story and Marcy posted a letter of apology on his University of California website page. He took abs- exception to one of the complaints that he'd run his hand up a woman's dress. That, he said, is totally false. His wife, Susan Kegley, a pesticide researcher, said she supported, supported him, pointing out he had cooperated fully with the investigation and apologized. She defended her husband, writing in an email. Others may interpret Jeff's empathy and interest as a come on. I can't change their perspectives, but I think it is worth all of us examining how quickly one is judged and condemned without knowing all of the facts. Oh, those are the apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Copyrighted feature of this broadcast. And as you may know, on a related subject, former Speaker of the House Dennis Hastert, this week agree, uh, is uh, reportedly agreeing to a, uh, a deal uh, where he would plead guilty to lying to an FBI agent uh, about a, a scheme where he was paying hush money to a former student of his. Back in the, back in the days when Denny Hastert was a wrestling coach, a high school wrestling coach, the, the hush money was being paid. Supposedly a scheme that started in 2011 to prevent the student, now a grown-up, now an adult, now no longer a teenager, from um, going public with allegations that Hastert had sexually molested the student, among other students, during his days as a wrestling coach. Uh, Hastert disguised some of the payments he was making to the former student and then lied to the FBI about the nature of those payments that's the uh, offense for which he's reached a plea bargain. This will have the effect of keeping the charges at the base of the whole story, that is to say, what exactly he did or didn't do with or to that high school student of his while he was a wrestling coach will keep those details out of public view. Or maybe not. We'll find out moments from now here on The Show.
4: First cut is the word After that you don't feel it And the less you smile The more you help to conceal it So cut me a thousand times If it helps me to live forever Cut me a thousand times So I can face the mirror Idiot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: sitcom gets a new
1: twist, maybe even a hammerlock. And the President gives a reality series a reprieve. Got to be inside Extra Access tonight for the middle of October 2015. Hi everybody, I'm Mike DeBeer. And I'm Pat Mungo, tapering off the meds. Rebooting classic TV series has become almost as popular in Hollywood as genital facelifts. But bringing a beloved series back to life in a new century isn't as easy as a collagen quickie. Producer Matthew Brunner is finding that out the hard way by learning it.
3: I'd always loved Coach, but then NBC tried to reboot it as a a football show this year. And they walked away from it like a dog owner without a baggie. (laughs) This was my shot. I, but I knew that the arena for this coach was not a football stadium. It was a wrestling ring.
1: Brunner has enjoyed TV success with the police procedural series FP, short for Forensic Pathologist. So far, FP NY and FP Chicago have been breakout hits for the fledgling cable network. Shows with a Z.
3: We'd gotten the rights to the Denny Hastert story. And we knew that this story of a successful wrestling coach with a complicated private life could, with a few tweaks, could be made into a warm family dramedy, or as I like to call it, a sit-dram. But... The devil was in the tweaks. I had uh, said to Matthew right after the first read-through, I thought,
1: no way is my character going to be likable unless the sex scenes are way toned down. Jordan Allen Pierce plays the lead in the reboot coach. Denny St. John. Matthew agreed that Coach's relationship with his wrestlers was much more as a a role model, a mentor, every few episodes, just to spice it up,
3: just a a little bit of good-natured fondling. Always on the mat, never anywhere improper, just like we used to have roughhousing. Maybe they still do, I don't know. Early focus group screenings of the pilot episode had some
1: surprising findings.
3: We uh, we thought they'd be turned off by the more uh, intimate scenes. A lot of them said they always thought that went on anyway. It was kind of refreshing to see it handled in such a warm and funny way. Like in Act Two of the pilot, when Coach is trying to hug Cyrus, one of his star players, <laughs> and he gets caught in his own headlock. Big block comedy scene. You know, Off the charts. I said, uh, absolutely, I'm doing my own
1: stunts. (laughs) After the pilot, my orthopedist said, just put me on a retainer. So that was the end of that. This version of Coach is still a little too provocative for the broadcast networks. But Brenner says several cable channels and the new online streaming services are giving the Coach reboot a good long
3: sniff. Reality television is here to stay, but even with the best of planning, sometimes reality shows have to deal with reality. Everyone involved in The Real Housewives of Kabul thought the series was winding down as American troops were being pulled out of the country. But this week, reality didn't bite. It kissed. When
1: I heard President Obama say this week that he's keeping more American troops in Afghanistan until God knows when, i tell you, I just felt like falling on the floor and thanking the good Lord. Uh, actually, I just called my agent.
3: Jeremy Derosier is the producer
1: of the Real Housewives of Kabul. I mean, it's it's never been easy to shoot in Kabul. Uh, just for uh, uh, for instance, one of the housewives, Razia, insists on going to a hair salon in a big time ca- Taliban neighborhood. You know, it's like, uh, do we get the footage of her dishing to her colorist, or do we
3: stay alive? That sort of thing. But uh, that's why they pay me the half-decent bucks. With the assurance that American troops will still be in the country, Jeremy got the go-ahead for an eighth season.
1: I mean, there are such great storylines happening right in front of our cameras. Hazira's husband tried to sell her to one of the Karzai brothers. And she's rich enough, she sues him and gets Robert Shapiro to represent her. Not legal Zoom, the real Robert Shapiro. Atifa her baby clothes boutique was being picketed by some of the other housewives because she was selling itsy-bitsy kneecaps. They covered the whole baby except for the eyes, which are just wonderful and huge. It's great footage, but uh, we needed an escort from U.S. troops to get it to the satellite feed room.
3: Our audience loves this show. Arla Swivet is head of programming for the Estro Channel. But we couldn't take the chance on renewing it and getting the crew kidnapped or worse. Uh, you can't imagine what that insurance costs this way we've got uncle sam covering our back and even with all the logistics real housewives of kabul actually comes in cheaper than pimp my bride
1: so next time razia goes to get her eyebrows blanched we know we're cool because we've we've got half a dozen armored humvees right behind us and we can film through the through it all because the new Humvees, you you literally can't hear the engines until they run over you.
3: I don't know whether the president or Michelle or even one of the girls is a fan, but this was a godsend. If we couldn't have pulled the trigger on season eight of Housewives, we were going to have to put on a second hour of Project Runway Big Boned Edition, which I think everyone agrees was not going to be ideal. So... Yeah, I exhaled big time. Real Housewives of Kabul returns to the screen just before the next fighting season begins. That crushes it for
1: this edition, but Inside Extra Access tonight comes rolling back tomorrow with the results of our
3: latest IEAT poll. We asked if you thought Bobby Brown should be allowed into Australia, and the results will have you tying your own kangaroo down. Till then, I'm Pat Mungo. And I'm Mike
1: DeVere. So long from Culver City. And now, ladies and gentlemen, news of the Olympic movement. Produced by Jim Ebersall, Jr. Well, you viruses in Rio, you can relax. Rio's Olympic Organizing Committee has ruled out conducting viral tests of the human sewage-laden waterways where the 2016 Games' aquatic events will be held, following recommendations from the World Health Organization. They should know. Speaking at a news conference, Mario Andrade said he'd considered the WHO's recommendation to be the final instructions for Rio 2016, suggesting an end to months of flip-flopping on the issue. The question of whether to conduct viral testing has been a hot-button issue since the Associated Press released the results of an independent study showing dangerously high levels of viruses from human sewage at all Rio Olympic water venues back in July of this very year. Based on five months of testing by a top Brazilian virologist, the report included an expert's risk assessment that with such high viral levels, it was almost certain athletes who come into contact with even small amounts of the sewage plighted waters would be infected by viruses. Viruses, by the way, survive much longer than bacteria in salty seawater and sunny tropical climates like Rio's. They can cause stomach and respiratory ailments that could knock an athlete out of competition. But it's historically much more difficult and costly to test for viruses, so bacterial tests are the standard. In its statement, the World Health Organization stressed that testing using standard bacterial indicators is the basis for current global guidelines for monitoring bathing water in the context of public health. Olympic Bathing! WHO does not currently recommend testing of viruses for routine monitoring because of a lack of standardized methods and difficulty interpreting results. That appeared to contradict the position of Bruce Gordon, the WHO's coordinator of water, sanitation, hygiene and health, who two months ago told the AP in a phone interview, testing for viruses would be advisable. The WHO did not immediately respond to repeated questions about the reasoning behind the organization's apparent change of position. And the United Nations accused Brazilian police of killing street children to clean the streets ahead of the Olympic Games 2016 in Rio. The accusation, which appeared in a report on Brazilian youth published earlier this week, claims the country's security forces are directly linked to the, quote, elevated number of summary executions of children Unquote. Allegedly facilitated, facilitated by, quote, widespread impunity. Unquote. This wave of violence is not new in Rio, according to the vice president of the UN Committee on the Rights of the Child, but is most palpable in Rio in order to, quote, present a problem-free city to the world. We've observed similar events during the World Cup of 2014, and now we wondered if this phenomenon was addressed as it should have been in order to avoid a repetition, said a member of the Rights of the Child Committee. In Rio, police were responsible for 8,400 homicides between 25 and 2014. At a national level, they were responsible for more than 11,000 homicides between 2009 and 2013. But you got to clean the streets. It's the Olympics. It's a movement. And we all need one. Every day. And now, news of the warm, won't you? Copyrighted feature this award-winning feature. Oh. Remember when we Solved the problem of the ozone hole By getting rid of chlorofluorocarbons CFCs They were used in refrigerants Air conditioners That whole scene That whole Scene Well, those were replaced by hydrofluorocarbons They don't Attack the ozone hole They just screw up the climate the Obama administration has now announced new efforts to reduce the use of HFCs, outlining commitments from private sector companies to reduce their use of those gases that can trap more than uh, ten thousand times more heat than carbon dioxide. It also includes commitments from the government, such as plans from the Defense Department to equip its new destroyers and amphibious transport dock ships with low-emission refrigeration and air conditioning. Not the not the. Uh, Aircraft carrier that John McCain is so worried about, though. The White House estimates that over the next 10 years, the commitments from companies and government agencies will cut HFC emissions by the equivalent of 1 billion metric tons of CO2, equal to removing 210 million cars from the road for one year. After which, they come back? Really? HFCs are a type of fluoridated gas that became common in certain industries after CFCs were banned. The HFCs are potent greenhouse gases that leak into the atmosphere during maintenance of air conditioning or refrigeration units and also escape when these appliances are thrown away. Well, you know what? Maintenance is overrated. Protected and intact forests have been lost at a rapid rate during the first 12 years of this century, according to researchers at Aalto University, Finland. So protection isn't all it's cracked up to be. 3% of the protected forest, 2.5% of the intact forest, and 1.5% of the protected intact forest in the world were lost during the first 12 years of the century. These rates of forest loss are high compared to the total global forest loss of 5% for the same time period. So don't protect them. In parts of Africa, Central Europe, and Asia, the relative forest loss was higher inside protected areas than outside. But the good news is, in several countries of South America and Southeast Asia, protection was found to substantially prevent forest loss. According to the analysis, high rates of protected forest loss were associated with high proportions of agricultural land. So, eat your pets. There are positive signs, especially in the tropics. The rate of forest loss in the Brazilian Amazon has finally declined in recent years, says one of the... Researchers in the study, mangrove forests around the Indian Pacific region could be submerged by 2070 mangrove overboard. This is according to international research published this week. Even with relatively low sea level rises, many mangrove forests have a poor outlook, says an ecologist at the University of Queensland, Australia. Mangrove forests are particularly vulnerable They're predicted to be submerged in parts of Thailand, Sumatra, Java, Papua New Guinea, and the Solomon Islands. The outlook in other parts of the world is more positive. They'll persist in East Africa, the Bay of Bengal, eastern Borneo, and northwestern Australia. The good news is, though, even in other areas, through accretion of sediment and maintenance of wetland soils, mangrove forests do have the capacity to avoid inundation and keep pace with sea level rise. This is why there's an urgent need to plan, according to the authors of the report, for maintenance of sediment supply in river systems that are likely to be dammed or heavily modified in the future in developing countries, especially in Asia. And deforestation is often seen as the main enemy of the Amazon rainforest. A recent study, however, shows evidence of an even more imminent threat. Good old climate change. Researchers fear that if climate scenarios are proven right, a permanent change in the western Amazon may start to take place within 10 years. Their article was published in Geophysical Research Letters. They write letters still? I don't get them. In 2005, the Amazon forest experienced a strong drought, considered by experts the worst in 100 years, followed by an even more severe drought in 2010, raising the red light among scientists and environmentalists. This new study from the University of Helsinki has put together a a unique combination of satellite data and hydrological measurements to study the problem. What we see is while some areas of the Amazon forest seem to be resistant to these extreme climatic events, says one of the researchers, other large areas show a fragile equilibrium. When this equilibrium is broken, the impacts for the hydrological system and vegetation seem to be rather persistent, taking three to four years for the system to recover This kind of disruption seems to be triggered only by rare extreme events, occurring on average over every 20 years or more. That would be enough to allow full recovery, but climate scientists believe that climate change may increase the frequency of droughts, like the 2005 one. That wouldn't allow the system time to recover. This would lead to serious consequences for a forest area almost two times bigger than Switzerland, causing massive tree mortality and permanently change the face of the western Amazon, if, in fact, a forest can be said to have a face. News of the Warm, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week at the same time over these same stations, over NPR worldwide, throughout Europe, the USN 440 cable system in Japan, around the world, through the facilities of the American Forces Network, up and down the east coast of North America, via the shortwave giant WBCQ, the planet, 7.490 megahertz shortwave, on the mighty 104 in Berlin. That's right. Ich bin ein once one hour a week Berliner around the world via the internet at two different locations live and archive whenever you want at harryshearer.com and kcsn.org available for your smartphone through stitcher.com available if you're in London town at sohoradio.com and available as a free podcast through SoundCloud, Sideshow Network, iTunes, and WWNO.org. And it would be just like sending a tank to do all our investigations. If you'd agree to join with me then, would you already? Thank you very much. Uh Uh Uh-huh. A typical show chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Exile and Hawaii desks. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and to Jenny Lawson at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's broadcast. I'm on Twitter... At the Harry Shearer. And the show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy radio network. So long from the home
0: of the homeless.